Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and watchwatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 8th of July 2022, including Netflix animation The Sea Beast and Now TV's comedy horror The Baby. And we'll also be looking at the return of Apple TV's 1980s drama, Physical, and Disney Plus's wildlife documentary, America the Beautiful. But first, Ian, what's in the news? Well, Hannah, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon of Goodwill Hunting fame, remember all those years ago, well, they have signed up for an as-yet-untitled Amazon Prime video film about how Nike battled to sign a deal with basketball star Michael Jordan in the 80s. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, Netflix, um, they are producing something called The Brother's Son. It's a very dark comic drama series um, starring Michelle Yeoh, who will play a Taiwanese woman whose life in Los Angeles with her youngest child is thrown into complete turmoil, as it would be, following the murder of her gangster husband and the sudden arrival in America of her criminal eldest son so there you go okay well decent selection for you this week we're going to start off with an animated feature film on netflix called the sea beast it arrives on friday the 8th of july and here is a clip there was a time when sea beasts would ravage our shores and no ship was safe on the sea those days are over. Today, valiant warriors battle the beasts far beyond the horizon. So good news for you, Hannah. This, I would say, is one for all the family. I really enjoyed it. It's an animated film. It's a seafaring adventure. And it's set in a world where these sea monsters roam the oceans and these heroes sail the seas to hunt them down and kill them okay now like many good children's stories it all starts in an orphanage this 11 year old orphan Maisie is reading the story of the sea monsters and the adventurers to the rest of the orphans she escapes from the orphanage spoiler alert this does happen right at the beginning and she stows away on uh, this this guy jacob on his ship, which is called the Inevitable, it's a bit. There's a bit of a sort of Moby Dick feel to it. The seafaring action is very convincing. The ship and everything looks great, and the captain particularly wants to get revenge on this sea beast called the Red Bluster. And Carl Urban, who we know, of course, well, we know him from Star Trek initially, but he's in the brilliant uh, superhero drama The Boys. He voices Jacob who is very much the hero of the piece. He's a hunter. And the wonderful Jared Harris of The Crown and Chernobyl fame, he is voicing the captain, Captain Crow. What's quite interesting is that the, the monsters almost have the, a bit of a look of... You remember that film series, How to Train Your Dragon? They've got a little bit of a look of those dragons. They've got a bit of a look of kind of Japanese animated feature films. Anyway, we're going on a journey... Maisie and Jacob kind of get thrown together on this island that's populated by strange creatures. Some of them are very cute, I have to admit. And we're going to discover that perhaps the monsters aren't just there to be terrified of and hunted down and killed. 
perhaps there's another way to live in harmony with the natural world. Anyway, I thought it was really good um, because I like the combination of the seafaring stuff is is quite naturalistic really it's totally believable it's great and the monsters look really weird but in a good way it's got a combination of the good old-fashioned seafaring yarn with um more modern kind of animation styles i really liked it i thought it had a good voice cast it was really exciting also quite funny in places so yeah, I, I really liked it. What did you think, Hannah? Yeah, I really liked it too. You're quite right. It's a real fam. Well, it's going to be a real family favourite, I think. And um, they are always so cheery, aren't they? These children's animated um, films where, you know, as you say, it starts in an orphanage and it's all a bit sad. But actually, these creatures, um, it's got a really, it's, it's, it's got quite a, I suppose an adventurous sort of side to it, but equally kind of an emotional side to it as well, because of course, as you say, over time, um, the creatures that they've kind of been hunting aren't necessarily as bad as they originally thought. So, you know, it's got that whole good spin that us parents want our children to see, you know, it's kind of restoring the equilibrium in the end. And is there a happily ever after? I'll, I'll, I'll leave everyone to find that out. But yeah, I think, I think it is really nice. It is really fun. And it, it seems the right time to have a, a good children's um, animation come out now because, or family one, because of course the summer holidays are starting. Yes, brace yourselves. Mm. Now you're you're going to tell us about a rather different take on early childhood. <laughs> now TV's comedy horror, The Baby. I'd like to go over your statement. The woman fell from the cliff, followed by the baby, which I caught like this. Two police officers are dead, Natasha. A boulder had fallen on them. You think I crushed them to death with a boulder? Don't be deceived by this baby's cuteness. Because it is quite cute, this baby, actually. It's funny, when I was, I was looking at this and I thought, you know, are you am I allowed to say this? There's a few children that perhaps do look slightly sinister. <laughs> this one actually doesn't, but it is. It's, a, it's an eight-part comedy horror which i always struggle with a bit because it's hard to laugh and be frightened but it kind of works um and this childless chef natasha she's literally landed with a baby and it's not hers it falls out of the sky into her arms which of course is a very um unbelievable story and and no one does believe her and she she tries very hard to kind of rid herself of this child um taking it to the police station but to no avail and she's ended, she ends up um, sort of having to look after the baby but it's no ordinary child um, he's a demon in diapers as they say supernatural powers and basically um, can compel adults um, to do his very evil bidding so there's lots of dead bodies um, and as the body count grows I think Natasha who's left looking after this child is incredibly frightened and sort of fierce for her own life but the the, the narrative is quite funny there is um, some quite relatable bits to the early days of having a baby and how exhausted you are the things that everybody says when they turn up to your house and you know her raising her eyes um, where we were we probably all did that internally and um, she kind of does it is quite funny um I, I always find as I say quite a two genres that I find quite hard or jar slightly to me but 
it does work. It's slightly odd. I just would have preferred a more sinister looking baby. What did you think, Ian? I didn't particularly like it, I have to say. So it starts in a dramatic way with um, the baby and a woman who is carrying it uh, going over the edge of the cliff, as you said. So you think, oh, my goodness, this is going to be what's, what's going on here. It's in the tradition, I guess, of sort of baby horror, such as Rosemary's Baby, the, the, the famous film. But it's got, as you say, it's got this comedic spin. I felt that the idea that this cute looking baby was was causing you know fatal accidents uh, wore thin I didn't find it particularly funny to start with and it wore thin very quickly for me um I do like Michelle de Swart if that's how you pronounce it who plays Natasha the problem is it in the first episode early on Natasha's with her two female friends one of them has had a baby the other one is pregnant and she kind of she feels like this pregnancy and and babies are ruining their friendships and she then she goes off to sort of find herself because she says she's very unhappy but we don't really know why this isn't particularly explored and she goes to stay in this sort of place in the middle of nowhere that and she's surprised at how horrible it is but I mean you think she would have like googled it or something anyway that's by the by um I don't think it can sustain a whole series but one good thing it does have going for it is that Issy Sooty one of my favourite actors from Peep Show. And of course, she's the other half of Welsh comic Ellis James. She's in it and she's always good. So it wasn't really my cup of tea, but it's, <laughs> it is, it is yeah, it's quite an unusual attention-grabbing premise. So yeah, have a look at episode one and, and see what you think. Slight change of pace, Hannah. We've got a new wildlife documentary series arriving on Disney+. Plus. That actually arrived on Monday, the 4th of July. It's a six-episode season, and here's a clip. Welcome to North America, the only place where you can find every landscape from polar ice cap to baking desert and everything in between. Whatever the neighborhood, there's a hero who can make it a home. So yes, as I say, released on the 4th of July, uh, it's narrated by Michael B. Jordan of Black Panther fame. And it's looking at the landscapes and wildlife of North America. And as it says right at the beginning, you know, North America as a continent does have just about every habitat you can think of. Now, the problem that I have, Hannah, is I think we've been spoiled in the UK because we've just had countless David Attenborough wildlife series and he sets the benchmark so high and he has his particular style, doesn't he? This has a slightly kind of jokey narration, which I don't like with wildlife films. It's also got kind of soft rock soundtrack which again I'm, I'm not a fan of but there's some good stuff in there I mean particularly the shots of the landscapes which it looks as if they've sort of taken drone footage and speeded this up um, and of uh, weather systems as well are, are pretty spectacular and there's some interesting wildlife footage such as uh, an alligator lying in wait to try and um, catch and eat a young deer so 
I'd say it is worth the watch, but for me, it's not in the league of the landmark Attenborough series, but North America looks beautiful and there's some interesting creatures and critters to enjoy. What did you think? Yeah, I think you absolutely summed up. I mean, we have been so um, indulged, haven't we, by David Attenborough and in incredible um, filmography and, and, and just kind of amazing pictures and things that we never thought we'd be able to see, which take you know, in some cases, years to pull off. So we have just been incredibly lucky. Um, so I'm not sure this treads anywhere close to that. I mean, I, I do like wildlife kind of documentaries anyway, and you're always going to see something um, that is breathtaking and amazing. Of course you are. It is the animal world and it's in their own natural habitat. And, um, you know, there is a, you know, a large range of animals in this. And, you know, I, I'm... It it works just because you were interested in the animals, but I'm not sure that it's a patch on what we've seen already. So yeah, I'd, worth watching if you like, um, you know, nature documentaries and, and and you like to learn more about the animal world. But as I say, I think we have been quite spoiled. I agree, and it's a reminder that there's quite a lot of animals in North America that can kill <laughs> you. So yes. be careful, holiday makers. <laughs> now, uh, we're going to finish off with the return of a very, very good series on Apple TV+, Plus, which you're going to tell us all about, Hannah, physical. Allow me to present the titular body behind Body by Sheila. That is a dynamite-looking outfit. What's that color? Yellow. Eyes on the prize. I would love to expand into my own lifestyle brand. Stick to the plan. Why don't you go out there and promote your film? It's a videotape. Whatever it is. He doesn't care. I'm a massive fan of Rose Byrne. So, you know, th this absolutely works straight away because she's just ageless. She just doesn't look any older every time I look at her. She's absolutely amazing. So, of course, in the first series, um, this is the second series. You, do you need to watch the first series? Maybe quick catch up would be quite good. Um, I think I think you kind of need to see the premise of this woman and kind of how steely steelily determined she is as a person um so in the first series you're seeing her sell her workout videos um just locally she reminds me of kind of lizzie or um what used to be is it gmtv or whatever it used to be called um morning breakfast show and she's kind of you know all in the lycra and looks amazing in the lycra um but this series she she wants to get big she's completely fed up with a housewife type um, position in life and she doesn't want it anymore and she kind of will go to any length to get what she wants so she looks to um she kind of sort of stands on people's heads if you like to get to where she needs to and in this series we she we see her sort of partner up and I, I when I say partner up not necessarily as a team member but somebody that's trying to get insight into how they've been so so successful so she kind of befriends this rising fitness guru Vinnie Green um, who's played by the White Lotus's Murray Bartlett uh, and she wants kind of the inspiration from him but it seems quite apparent that actually she wants to be the, the, the big star and um, what she'll do any length she'll go to to get to that it's really quite funny in places I think Rose Byrne herself is is a great actor and and so therefore it absolutely works um, and I can see seri this series continuing actually because there's so much space here um, and it, and you kind of see into a world that is really quite fake on a lot of levels um, but I love her 
absolute determination to get to the top no matter what because let's be honest there are people like that it's a great show isn't it it's you could say it's almost like a sort of 1980s mrs Maisel. but i love i love the retro <laughs> 80s stuff of course that's great and there's really good mm. music in it as well from the 80s and of course all the clothing but I only watched episode one of series one and I really liked it. And as you say, she is fantastic. And it's got her kind of interior monologue going on as she's going about her business. You hear her thoughts. And in episode one, she's at this party full of kind of entrepreneurs (laughs) and she's meeting all these dreadful men. And um, she's bottling up her frustration with her husband, who is like a sort of failed politician, really. And um, it all just comes out in this big outburst, which is great. And then you think, oh, good, she's finally going to split up from her husband. But you'll see how it pans out anyway. But it's the dialogue is great. The acting is great. It looks terrific. Um, and it's, yeah, it's all good stuff about women trying to make it in quite a sexist man's world. So, uh, yeah, highly recommended. And, yeah, I do think to get the background you, you you do need to go back and look at season one but you'll very much enjoy it now we've got to that point Hannah where you tell us oh there's so much sport on but anyway have you had time to watch anything else <laughs> I know the weekend there were like three phones going on with different sports on each one not and with no one knowing where to look um we have watched been watching the sport but also for the first time I let my children watch the original Top Gun because, of course, the new Top Gun's out. And um, we wondered whether it was a little bit... It was funny, actually, to see their reaction. But for a really old show, it, it's, it's held on well. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, it was great, and they loved it. Good stuff. Well, I watched, which we, we didn't pick up last week, which we could have done. There's a very good rockumentary series on BBC iPlayer, My Life as a Rolling Stone. And it's the story of the Rolling Stones, but with an episode dedicated to each sort of surviving member of the band it got a quite a sniffy review in the guardian newspaper but i very much enjoyed it um so that's recommended and yes uh, like you uh, watching a lot of wimbledon i'm not entirely uh happy with nick kyrgios i know he's he's a bit marmitey <laughs> i'm against I'm, I'm not team kyrgios i'm team kick him out the game but anyway that's just it's because he's got no manners has he that's the well, problem it's rude isn't it it's bad sportsmanship anyway that's for another podcast so <laughs> we've just got time to look forward to what we're going to be talking about next week so what have we got hannah well dakota johnson will be starring in jane austen's tale of lost love and second chances persuasion which will be on netflix and james may is packing his bags for his latest tv jaunt on Amazon Prime Video in James May, Our Man in Italy. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... (laughs) 